Rialto's met in Burnley's begins with now. Members of the Society of Park. Sixteenth week in early work. Seventeenth and Saturday and Nina. They need to be doing work. You, your son, your daughter, your male slave, your female slave, and your cattle, and your changes between the gates. From sixteen and ten years to see my busy family and Mrs. Sunday, if you are full of stuff to his area of heart. Respect your father and your mother, and that you give the on the soil, the feeling he has given you. Do not murder, do not adultery, do not steal, do not bust the news against your neighbor, do not tell him you are house, do not tell him you are wife, no snow slave, no female slave, no ox, no donkey, or does belong to your neighbor. Glory to Yah. Hallelujah. All praise, honor, and glory to the Most High Yah. Our King. Hallelujah. Bless Yah, bless Yah, bless Yah. Ah, blessed Heavenly Father, and the name Yeshua, thanking you for all things, times that we live in, Most High, places that you have us, your children, Most High. Thank you for the meeting that's going on presently, Most High, with Pastor Dow and the saints there. We do pray, Most High, for your power to be shown. Hallelujah. For you, we know you want it to be shown, especially in this time and this hour, Most High. Do commend all things you care, giving you all honor and glory. Bless the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everyone glad they made it? Through another week. <laughs> Tell you what, boy, times we're living in. Whew. Something to be reckoned. And I guess we ain't seen nothing yet. We thought we'd seen something. We ain't seen nothing yet. But it's going to be marvelous in our eyes. And we, the people of Yah, knowing that we have the spirit of Yah in us, we're not a fearful people. Like I was uh, earlier checking on the stream that they started in Virginia, and someone's typing in there, well, hey, again, no mask, I love it. I say, yeah, yeah, that's because of no fear. No fear, no mask, don't need it. <laughs> the people in the know are blessed people. We should be a blessed people, and we should kind of, not kind of, but always be in the mindset that we are a blessed people. We are a gifted people. We are a set-apart people. We are set apart for the Master's use. This was ordained from the beginning of time. Nothing that, you know, we come up with our own volition on, nothing that we concocted within ourselves one day, say, yeah, hey, I'm going to serve the Most High Yah. No, most of us, it came, you know, a hell of a train wreck. You know, everything come crashing down before you all of a sudden your, your mind, your, your being and everything is just excited to know that there's a living Elohim. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, you know, all them years you, you served the Hasatan, served the lust of your flesh and your mind and everything, you know. Why, most high God, did you allow me to go through that? Well, I, I've come to the conclusion I'm glad he let me experience that. 
as a contrast to what is now. To be living in death and then now on this side be an overcomer of death. Yeah. To be at a time when we thought we were living and then when our mind was awake and we, we found out we were dead. <laughs> and then even in this walk, we find out we're dead. We're dead to this world, though. Yes, but we're alive unto him. And we thank Yah for that. Hallelujah. I am always excited and encouraged. Good to see family again. Most High Yah has seen it fit for us to be gathered together on his rest day to enter into his rest and that is a good thing it's a lot of things we take for granted even the very smallest of our breath we take for granted we might get even get complacent in, in just the inhaling and exhaling of a breath but on this walk saints of Yah should be mindful about everything that goes on. But we're at a point right now that we're not there yet as a whole. And I know the Most High Yah is going to bring this to a whole. He is going to bring it to a one. You know, if the people of Yah don't come together, He's going to make sure that they do come together. Oh yeah. That's a definite. That's a definite. So here we are in the end time, saints. Welcome to the end of days. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, why are y'all clapping and rejoicing about the end of days? Because eh? we have a hope. We have a promise. Our king is coming. Hallelujah. 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 All right, let us get into the message. It's kind of an end-time message, kind of continuing on with what pastor and what the Spirit has been trying, you know, to get into the hearts and the minds of the people, even up in Virginia. I see the, the same Spirit continuing on up there, leading, reaching out, beseeching. The love of Yah... It's, it's a marvelous thing and being far in this walk I, I'm looking now at back I was like during all them years of wasteness all them wasted years why did I defy the love of God why is anybody defying the love of God because we know we have a Hasatan that's doing his best to keep us from the love of God at any point, in any place, at any time. Some amazing times to live in. We're going to look at uh, today, I'm going to learn something today, realm of spiritual warfare, and among other things you'll see. I pray and I hope that somehow, some way, that you will be strengthened, be edified, if perchance you just incline your ear, incline your heart to the word of Yah. Because he's the one that should be directing your paths, directing your hands, directing your feet, directing all your members. 
But there is a certain war that we're in. We'll look at the beast upon the earth. We're going to look at it from the revelation standpoint, but we're going to look, uh, get into many aspects of it. What is the beast? How is the beast acting in our time? Is it a literal grotesque-looking four-legged thing, five-legged thing, six-legged thing? Or is this thing more taking place in the spirit, directing the physical? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 13 and 6 says, And he opened his mouth. That is the beast, dragon, that is upon the earth. And he opened his mouth to do what? In blasphemy. Didn't say he opened his mouth to speak blasphemy. He opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yah. To blaspheme what? His name first. And we see in our time and our hour how many names there are out there. And all the, the people that proclaim and hold up these certain names, they have no evidence of that name. They have a name, but the name does not bear fruit within them. It's just, it just remains as some type of uh, black letters on a, on a paper or like a little sign I can stick in my pocket and then hold up every now and then and say, you know, I, I'm a so-and-so name. So this, this one, this beast, opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yah to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle. So we understand in our time and in our hour who the tabernacle of Yah is and who he's tabernacling with. So you can see the persecution going on now against the true people of God. And he's the one abiding in us. So the blasphemy is against us. First it starts with the head and then comes down to us and his tabernacle and them that dwell in even the, even the occupants that is in heaven unto now are being blasphemed against. Lies, deceptions, whatever blasphemy can come he is putting it forth he don't have to speak he can, he can show it especially in a supermarket go by the little newsstand and there's little things talking but they don't have a mouth but they have pictures and they have titles and you can flip on your phone and turn on YouTube and watch many blasphemies go forth lots of blasphemies you can open up the, the newspaper. Blasphemy's right there before you. You can go walk out in a public scene and people are acting out all this blasphemy. If we really understand what's going on in our time now, I mean, people are acting in a way at this time they were not acting 10 years ago. And then moving back 100 years ago, it was nowhere known to be seen. But as each year, as they push forth these blasphemies and the people keep getting bombarded and bombarded in their eyes and in their ears, they start accepting it. 
And that's what they want the people to do. Accept it, accept it, accept it. Why? Because they know the portals are uh, uh, being opened more and more as this acceptance takes place. They get a majority of people believing it, believing a lie. And this door can open there, and this door can open there, and all these abominations and whatever it, it, it comes from the mouth of hell can spew out. So he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yah because he was cast upon the earth. He had a place in heaven one time, but something happened within him. Now he's upon the earth and he, he rises up out of the people. And he uses the people to do many things to act out his will, his purpose, his plan. But you got to remember, he, he said, I will be like the Most High Yah. So everything that he's performing, he's seen Yah structure Yah's government, but he's in so much hatred against Yah, so much blasphemy against Yah, he is doing everything he can with the same structure, but in a corrupted manner. Because he has never, this created being has never done something new. Everything he's done, he, he has learned from the Most High Yah, watching. We don't know how long he was with Yah before he just decided within his heart he wanted to be like the Most High Yah. But during all that time, I know he's seen many things going on. He's seen the order, seen the, the, the layout, the statutes and the commandments that was even up there. Hallelujah. So he opened his mouth and blasphemy against Yah to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven, everything that pertains to Yah. And we see in our time and hour, we see this blasphemy on many platforms. The media is one, it's an amazing thing, they call it media, and it's derived from the world word medium, which is like a transition point. And you bring it from one place Go through the medium and translate it another way. Hallelujah. So he carried me away. He carried John away. How? In the spirit. Oh, he's dealing with everything in the spirit. Even John, when he saw the beast rise up out of the sea, he was in the spirit. So he's seeing spiritual manifestations of what is taking place now. We see it naturally. We don't see it as John wrote it, but it's taken on physical forms. So he carried me away into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of what? Blasphemy. That, that word blasphemy is just something else. It appears so much in Revelation. I mean, this, this Hatsatan, he has such a hatred in has such a disgust against the Most High Yah that he has to use the avenues of blasphemy to discredit the one that made him. And, and he's out to discredit you as being a child of Yah because Yah made you. And because you have a place in heaven since him and a third of the angels vacated, 
He knows them that are taking place in heaven. He does. Because he, he watches him and his minions watch us very closely. Not only what we speak, but even how the things we do when we don't speak. Our mannerisms and, and our habits and everything that we do. We've got to really, as saints of God, be mindful of this. Even more each and every day as this thing is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Darkness we can see upon the horizon is growing more gross. More gross. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemies having seven heads and ten horns. That looks pretty grotesque, huh? But we can look upon the horizon. We don't see that, do we? Some kind of beast with seven heads and ten horns, huh? I don't know why it would need seven heads. Uh, it's an abomination. Since it don't want to be under the headship of, of Yah, why would go ahead and create many more heads? Says for all, how many? All nations. And all that word nations. Nations. The ethnos. All nations. All ethnoses have drunk of the wine. And we understand that wine in, in, in a natural sense is intoxicating. Impairs judgment and everybody that's have drunk any alcoholic drink knows the effect on the body. But John's in the spirit seeing all this. This is, this is wine, but it is in a different stance, different state, but still has the same effect. But it's the wine of the wrath. Because Hasatan, knowing he has a short time, knowing his anger and his animosity and hatred against the Moshiach, there's this, this, this woman that's riding the beast shares of the same spirit. And the beast that she's riding on, the beast is feeding her. His plan, his purpose. Why else would he let a woman ride on him if she was not doing his will? That a woman rides the beast. And I'm like, how would the Hasatan you look at that and it's like this writing has almost since been since the time of Eve. When the serpent learned the one to beguile, she didn't go to the head, she didn't go to the husband, she didn't go to the man, she went to the weaker vessel. Hallelujah. The wrath, that, that word, wrath of her fornication, there, She's fornicating and doing all this idolatry and all this spewing out because she is so enamored against the Most High Yah. And we can see how most of the people that are just down in this world, I mean, saturated by this world, how much they hate the Most High Yah. We can see the militant force of homosexuality that's really against the Most High Yah. I mean, this, this wave of homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, I have no identity, I'm a binary, uh, the thabies, you know, we've been hearing it and hearing it, 
Anybody heard of Thabies a year ago? Now we hear Thabies, and I'm like, at what depth is this going to get? I know the Most High God has a certain time appointed for the cup to fill. And it seems like in our time and hour, that cup should be full, huh? We, we want that thing to pour back down on them that filled it up. Yes. <laughs> the wrath of our fornication, it says, and the kings, the rulers of the earth, have committed fornication, idolatry, whatever it be. We know through teaching what this real word fornication means. But it is an English word, and we understand the assets and the actions of fornication and the spirits that drive this fornication. Have committed fornication with her. What, the kings in bed with her? And the merchants also of the earth. They were coming in a time where the people of Yah and the people of Hasatan are going to be really made known by Mark. We know the people of Yah are going to be sealed in their foreheads, right? And in Hasatan, in like manner, he's going to mark his. Just as Christ was born of a virgin, on the flip side, we're going to see an anti-Messiah, an anti-Christ birthed out of a whore. Whore is the opposite of virgin. Can you see the correlation there? And it says, and the merchants of the earth, and it's amazing, I sit back sometimes and I try to think, how much in our time and our, our commerce is just interwoven to every aspect of this world and its life. Everything has a price. It's amazing. This can be bought. That can be bought. Everything is there to be sold. And so then the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the what? abundance of her delicacy. So she has a table, huh? Bread out there. Her delicacies are coming from the wrath of her fornication. They are at the table too, partaking of the wine. And we can see in this time and this hour how many more people are just being drunken more day by day. Revelation 18 to 4, and it says, I heard another voice come from heaven saying, we've heard this for so many years. Well, when, when should we come out of her? Now. Now. When you first hear that command, come out of her, come out of her means now. The only people that can come out of her are his people, my people. Come out of her. What are we doing in her? Remember the time, many of us remember the time when we were in her. Feel like I said, until that train wreck happened and everything got so quiet, we were brought down to such a low point. We're down there licking dust. 
Then we heard the voice of the Most High Yah cry out unto us. Oh, hallelujah. And that was, that was awesome. 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 Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and do you not receive of her plagues. So the time is coming that everything that she has put forth upon the market, everything that she has sold, everything that she has laid up in the bank of sin, in the bank of iniquity, in the bank of transgression, that cup, there's a time when it's going to be full and it's going to be poured back down on her and all those that pertain of her. Because we don't want to be in her. That same word, that two-letter word, pivoted. Are you in Christ? Or you're in the world? If you're in the world, you are in her. Nahum 3, 4 says, Because of the multitude of the whoredoms. And we can see, you know, how these blasphemies in our time and our hour are being played out through acts of whoredoms. Acts of whoredoms. Because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot, she is well-favored. And being more well-favored day by day. What they're going to go beyond the homosexuals and lesbians and the transvestites and, and whatever rights, termites, or whatever rights they may be. Whoredoms of the well-favored harlots. And he called her the mistress of which that do what sells nations sells nations hear that word commerce again see there is a buying and a selling going on and because the people of Yah and the time coming will have not to bark they said you will not be able to buy or sell so what, how much more does community mean to the people of Yah? How much more the raising of Israel to, to have within their self their own commerce system, Yah's commerce system. Where every dollar, dime, whatever it may be that is, that is passed along, purchased, or, or, or bought or sold can be within Israel. And we'll have to get to that point. Things are returning to the way the Most High Yah had it ordained from the beginning. The people of the Yah, yeah, we will be bartering on many points. Community over here doing vegetables. Community over here doing cattle. And then the interaction between the communities, between the people of Yah, self-sustaining no more dependent on the world because when this mark comes, there's going to be a definite separation. Definite separation. 
Why, even the time now as we hear it upon the horizon, come out of her, my people. Pastor been saying it for many years. Many people are hearing, but they're not moving. They're not making inroads. Get out. And it makes me wonder, have they really, I hear, I hear, I hear, but what, what, if you're not doing nothing, where's the, the fruits of the hearing? Where is the fear of Yah in your hearing? I know I'm moved with the fear of Yah. Prepared an ark, an ark for the saving of his household. Now she had the multitude of whoredoms in the well-favored heart of the well-favored harlot, the mistress of witchcraft that selleth nations, and how she sell nations through her whoredoms. Same thing we read in Revelation. The wine of the wrath of her idolatry, her fornication, all her intercourses on so many planes. She selleth nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcrafts. We understand that witchcraft has so many parts to it. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So you can see in, 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 in aspects of this, the rebellion of the whore. It's something else. Said the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. And we know that nobody can actually sit upon waters. So again, John was in the spirit. Great whore that sitteth upon many waters. And he said, the waters which thou sawest, bring it into focus now. As the spirit told him the interpretation of the waters which thou sawest where the whore sitteth are people and multitudes and nations and tongues. Hmm. Even if they're all by themselves, even what they speak, there's something sitting upon the tongue. Think about that. Why would they say peoples, multitudes, nations and tongues. You know that certain people speak different languages. And we know as the people of Yah, we have an angelic, heavenly language. Once the Holy Spirit comes in, then we have something that, that the Hasatan cannot understand, that the Hasatan has no entrance to, that he's shielded from, that his ears cannot hear. That even a tongue that even this whore can't sit upon? So you figure that a, if a whore is sitting upon a tongue, then she'll use that tongue to do her will, right? Just as a whore sits upon the beast. Vice versa. Leviticus 19, 29 in the law says, Do not prostitute thy daughter. We see many times in, 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 in the Word, the annals of the Word, how many times Israel and Judah would prostitute herself. Even though at that time they were wise. 
But even before that, they were doing some prostitution. Do not prostitute thy daughter, talking to the father. Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore. So the Hasatan has him somebody that he has prostituted, huh? To cause her to be a whore. Lest the land fall to what? Whoredoms. I'm like, wow, this, 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 is it, this is to that degree? Once a daughter is prostituted and the whore is upon the land, then the land falls into whoredoms? And because the land it has a whore upon it, a whore living within it, it says then the land becomes full of wickedness. We see a whore sit upon many waters. And because she sits upon many waters, whoredom's taking place. And the land, and we can see more and more she sits and allows to be sit, how the land becomes more wicked. More and more and more wicked. Because of this prostitute. Prostitute. Because as Israel, when they looked upon, you know, they got their eyes off the Most High God and they looked across the horizon and see the other nations having a king over them. Then you know that that, that whole phase wants to come in with Israel. And Israel did go through many whole phases. And it's not because her father prostituted her. They allowed another father to be ahead over her. Caused her to be a whore. Opened up herself to the Hivites and the Hittites and all the ites. And because she did that, the land fell into whoredoms and, and it became full of wickedness that the Most High Eye said, Okay, I've got to get y'all sent to Babylon. I've got to teach y'all, I've got to love you. I've got to put you on the whipping post now. Got to wake you up, wake you up, wake you up. And while they were 70 years in Babylon, that wonderful land rested and regained her strength. Browns, drivers, Briggs' definition of prostitute. To profane. Defile, pollute, desecrate, and in the same sense, bring it to this land to profane oneself, defile oneself, pollute oneself. So we can see as the whore sits upon many waters, and as she foams out her wrath, and then the people love the wrath, and they want to drink from the wrath of the wine of her fornication. They, they see that she's dishing out all these pleasures, all these things for this life, promise them liberty, but her herself is the servant of corruption. So see, calling the populace to profane itself, to defile itself, to pollute itself, profane, defile, 
pollute. <coughs> in Hebrews 21:81 for whore, the knife, the whore in this instance is to be unfaithful. That's simple to be unfaithful. We read many times, and they went a whoring, and they went a whoring, and they went a whoring. They left their faithful creator. They left their faithful husband. And here we are in the times where the word is admonishing us that we should not repeat that same thing again. As you know, as they learned and went through the trial, we learn and go through the same trial. And it says, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Because of that, because of all that was written, was written for this time, for our learning, for our admonition, yes, we should not be an unfaithful people. As Yah's record stands strong, while we were going through our unfaithful ways, our whole phases, he was still loving. He was still on track. He was still holding it to the plumb line. He was faithful. We were unfaithful. We became whores. In wherein in times past, you walked according to the course of this world. I thank God to depart out of this world and to learn of the world to come. We're learning when we sit here and learn the precepts, commandments, and statutes. We're getting prepared for the world to come. Even though the angelic hosts, the angels, they're not subjected to this as we are. They've not been put in this vanity. We, the people of Yah, have been subjected to this in hope. In hope. In hope. For there is a world to come. And there must be a people to inhabit the world to come. We may be in the time of Esau, and pretty much we are. But when this new thing happens... It's going to be turned over to Jacob, to Israel. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Course, precepts. Word says even sometimes, like in the drums, there's things called paradiddles, rudiments, patterns that we learned out there in this world that should not be exercised in this walk. But that world has a course, and the world to come has a course. We're the ones, again, I will repeat it, being put in subject, to subjection that. You're not in subjection to this world, and you never should be in subjection to this world. You have passed from death to life. New creature, new features. New world, new home, new place, new life. 
But in time past, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Pastor was talking about this morning, you know, the prince of the power of the air, man, could be, a, a saint could be there minding their own business. No, nothing really, you know, happening up here, and then just an idle thought just comes across the screen. But we know uh, the prince of the power of the air. We know what's on the airwaves in this time and in this hour. It's blasphemy. Everything that is in the realm of blasphemy is in the air. There's many radio stations to turn into. Blasphemy 103, Blasphemy 97. And it's all digital now. You don't have to turn a dial. Just punch in the numbers. And it's coming a time where I don't know what the number's going to be. It's 666. So you punch in 666 and you get all the channels. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience of the Most High God knew us when we were children of disobedience. And he allowed us to go through that disobedient time to make, you know, you've got one contrasted against another and the one that is the more bolder stands out from the one that's behind it. Even now, the life that we now live in this flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. That former self is back there in the darkness, way behind. But you know, and, the, and, and sometimes during the day's trials, the shadow of that tries to creep up. But the man, the child of Yah, should never be looking back to see if that shadow is there. Not especially if his mind is made up and his eyes is set on the prize. And he may be on a narrow path and there's all kinds of crap going on over here, all kinds of crap going on over here, all kinds of distractions on both sides. But the child of Yah has his mind made up, I'm going to keep my eyes on Yah. But you told me, Yah, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So I'm not going to get down and look at the path and go, Oh, I've got to step in the yeah. And i got to, oh, no, not there. No, your steps are ordered of Yah. <laughs> Commandments, precepts, statutes that help your feet to walk. A real government. A true government. That the God of this world is blaspheming at this very hour. These people can't receive the true light. Darkness, it says, cannot comprehend light. That's why them on YouTube, you know, the light comes out and they go, Oh no, we gotta, we gotta strike him down, put him in Facebook jail and put him in YouTube jail so we don't see it. These people want to be accepted so much. The Hasatan wants to be accepted so much. But in all his wrath of his rejection, everything that 
the pain that he feels, he wants subjected on you. He wants you to be envious. He wants you to be jealous. He wants you to hate. Wants you to backbite and tell Barry just as he does. Because if he's your father, then the lust of your father you will do as Jesus Messiah told scribes and Pharisees. Scribes and Pharisees, he was sitting there down there, these children of disobedience. But we walked in times past according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, now, we walk according to the course of the world to come, according to the master and savior of our soul and the spirit. It's the Spirit that, that now working in us in the children of obedience. Hallelujah. I like to be a child of obedience. I, I like trading on the market in obedience. But the more and more I trade obedience, the more and more I get you know, the, the stuff that gets purchased with obedience. Peace of mind. You know, just, just so many, but I could just fill my pockets with more and more obedience and go to the marketplace of Yah, huh? That purchasing power, that eternal purchasing power. Not some, you know, fiat currency in my pocket that is there only temporary. See, I ain't, I ain't got a dollar bill in my pocket that I had when I was five years old. No, that thing's done long gone. Because it is temporary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Among whom also we had our conversation in times. Notice that word past. Back there with that man in the shadows. In the lust, our conversation was in the lust of our flesh. And we were fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, oh, it's the flesh and the mind, yeah, oh yeah. I thought very differently back then than the way I do now. Because I understand now if my mind is on Him, the dividend is peace. And if it's in that realm, then I do the desires not of myself, but of Him. And, and it's no greater joy than to hear that His children walk in truth. Times past, we walked in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, 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 the way we acted, the way we thought, the way we talked, the children of wrath. So if you're a child of wrath and this, this beast that sitteth upon all the, uh, the whole world, she is pouring out the wrath of her fornication in a form of wine to intoxicate the people, then we, we've been drawn to that, huh? We're already on the bottle, then, then her bottle's probably a, an upgrade, huh? We've been drinking Mad Dog 2020 for so many years. 
And then here one comes along with, you know, top shelf stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to go, oh, yeah. The flesh and the mind are going, oh, yeah. That could teach me something. I, you know, I, I can learn how to swindle people and learn how to steal and, and learn how to backbite. And... Let's look at that realm of commerce that's going on in the spirit. I think I'd rather go to the, the supermarket of life than rather our former state when we were constantly frequenting the supermarket of death. And we had, you know, a pocket full of coupons, you know, to where we, you know, we get so many coupons and we get so, uh, uh, so many degrees of uh, lust and so many degrees of hatred and so many degrees of, of jealousy and envy and such like, you know what I mean? Hallelujah, hallelujah, the marketplace of the world. And we see more and more how this thing is being heightened. How many people are selling out? Like in my days, my former conversation, watching a lot of people in a lot of bands saying, we sold our soul for rock and roll. Because lose your mind, your will, and your emotions. So, to the hostile time. Second Corinthians 11. And this is Paul being ahead over the assembly, speaking to the assembly. For I am jealous over you with a what kind of jealousy? Godly, a, 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 a type of jealousy. It says, For I have espoused you to one husband. One, that word always comes up a lot. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. It says, But I fear, I, I have this in my mind, I know that I have this jealousy that I know that I have this work to do, that I have this to perform, to present you everything that I'm feeding you. I've got to feed, feed you the precepts. I've got everything, the mind of Yah, and, and living the life of Yah, he had to give it to them so that they could be presented as a chaste virgin. Not bodily, but spiritual. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ, but I fear less by any, any means. That's a, that's a, that word many, any is, is huge. It means there's a lot of means to, for this to happen. For by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, notice what he's using there as a correlation. Talking to the assembly. Talking to the bride of Christ. And he was over with a godly jealousy. As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And, as, and I see a lot of these movements they want to teach on the deep things of God. Yet they have not cast out one devil. 
They have not taught the depths of repentance. They have not healed the sick, raised the dead, or done anything like that. Like, really? 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 Simplicity in Christ? I mean, you really break it down in the realm of obedience. This walk is not really hard as we think it is. But it's our minds and our will and our emotions that wants to present this life as hard. When the Word has told us the way of the transgressor is hard, though. But this life, this new life, you know the Hasatan wants to complicate it with so many teachings, so many doctrines. In times past, we learned, you know, that, it, that the, even Israel itself had to make more and more laws. we got to help y'all out, you know, because I don't think he sees this transgression among the people, and I don't think he sees this iniquity, so we need, you know, we need to append what Yah has said, and, and we write our own things. And even in this time and this hour, living this is not complicated. The only thing that makes it complicated is your life. Get your life out of the way and just keep your mind focused on His life. That complication, it would seem to go to the background. We can put it back there with that shadow man, that man of the past. The one that we, we put, so to say, six feet under. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I fear less by any means that the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. By any means, by any means, by any means through subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Simplicity in Christ. One, one, one. Even you know... As last week, the Spirit of Yah had moved the course of the teaching over to that, and I'm like, wow, again and again and again. When the Word is so much, in many places, admonishing and exhorting us to come together so that we can be one. But the human mind and the human eye, even though, you know, we are so many members in particularly, the mind of Yah still looks at us as one. Because if He's in each one of us, and He is one, then we are one. Hallelujah. We should not subterfuge or complicate our Elohim. Our Yah is one. So the child of Yah, even when I was on, even my, when, when the transition was taking place, after I had lost everything, and had, my mind was quickened to live God's life, I remember sitting on that porch that I read uh, so many hours I kept myself in the Word of Yah, and I read that, that Yah is one. And as a child, when I read that, I understood it. I didn't need to go no further. It spoke of itself, and as I read on, 
within the word, I understand what this one means. It's not like me holding up one finger. You know, that, that this one finger will temporarily be gone. The number system of this world is temporal. We, with the people of Yah, need to stretch out, especially in our discernment, in our thinking, in our mind, and, and start looking as Yah sees. Because He created all this. And I don't think there, there is no unsettledness in Him. There is no area of doubting in Him. He started with one and he's ending with one. Adam was one in the beginning, wasn't he? Then he took out of him that was part of him, the woman, out of his side, right? As it said later on, when a man and a woman leave their father and the mother and they cleave to one another, they become even though you see two, male and female, it says he still looks at them as one because of the covenant that they have made between them. And that's what he's trying to reestablish in Israel. The understanding of this pure one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I fear lest by any means that the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, 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 subtlety. So your minds, and that's how, what he's affecting, the minds, the minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Messiah, another Savior, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another Spirit, which you have not received, or another good news, another gospel which you have not accepted. This is getting out of the simplicity. He might bear, well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind every chiefest apostle. So pretty much in a nutshell, we should stay constantly in the love of Yah and learning his life, his precepts, his commandments, because obedience is simple. We learn to do it not of our own power, but we do it of his own will. Because we learn the obedience of Christ. That obedience is in us, and where our mind is on him. Whatever our mind is on, that's amazing. That's what world you're in. Your mind is in a fearful state. Guess what your world is? It's all fear. Everything I hear, everything I see, everything I touch, taste, and smell is filtered through fear. And such like every other thing. Hallelujah. <coughs> Revelation 2.20 against the church. Against the assembly, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Why? Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel. Remember, a woman rides the beast. And John was in the spirit. 
Notwithstanding, I have a few things because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to do what? To teach and to seduce my servants. These are people in the assembly here. Allowing someone, my servants, to commit what? That word showing up again. And to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Sufferest to allow, to permit, and let. To allow one to do as he wishes. You don't restrain him, and you let him alone. And to give up, let go, and leave. The suffering, huh? Thou sufferest that woman, Jezebel. This spirit does not work alone. It has a network. And we've been reading that all this time about the network going on in this world. Guess who the network is? The people that she sits upon. It is considered the most wicked of spirits. And it is. We can look at our time and our hour and we can see the height of the wickedness that's coming forth from the wine of the wrath of our fornication. As we see how the people, when they are intoxicated with it, how they act, how they perform, how they think, how they use the media to portray this and magazines to portray that, ads here and ads there. Sadness, time and this hour, you know, things that are being played to the world for their entertainment. Unique word, huh? Entertain. Hmm. And turn on the television. And you can change the channels. I'm using the old dial method. I got to get me a remote control. Let me see here. <laughs> and they're using, you know, they're going through the channels and they find a channel that they like so they can see the program. And you know, that's just right out there in the open. A lot of people just look at it and <laughs> My show's coming on. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, my show is going on. Yeah, right here. Grand show. The end time show. <laughs> We're looking for the faithful and the appearing of our master and our savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that show is getting ready to go on. Yeah. We don't need a, a temporary box to turn on and change the channel and get programmed. Uh, we got everything we need right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this spirit that's working in the, the woman that rides the beast, considered the most wicked of spirits, and I can see how much it is wicked, is how much in the volume of the book it is talking about this spirit and her actions. pastor's been going over it throughout three, four sessions of Jezebel, teachings of Jezebel. And then he's bringing it up into a, a simpler, more greater depth 
for us to really understand that this is not only happening just for the women, but it's equally happened for the man also. Even though this spirit is a strong man spirit, and we know what the word says about how you deal with strong man spirits, And, this, and I've seen a lot of people go through deliverance and think that being delivered from Jezebel and anything in that category took one time. No. This is almost like schizophrenia. Multi-layered. You don't know how many years of planting and seeding and and everything that went on to bring that person to that state of rebellion. Because if it's the most wicked of spirits, and, and, and it don't work alone, but it works in a network, then we understand that there's more spirits entwined within this. You know, a whole bunch of spirits within something in corporate can make a corporation of itself. They may dip spirits of different names, but once they come together in corporation, then they can be called together one thing. Like many spirits that, that make up schizophrenia. We call it schizophrenia, but underneath it is so many tangents of what makes the, the state of schizophrenia. And that's the way we need to think in this. Could it be a spirit or a corporation of spirits? Well, anyway, when we go into deliverance of any schizophrenia, we take it one spirit at a time. And if other spirits decide to go, let them go. If they're buddy, pal, and chum with the spirit that's going out, then they'll go with him. They don't want to be alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're dealing with an end time spirit that is the most wicked of spirits sitting upon many waters. And it's not prejudiced against male nor female. This realm of fornication, we call it idolatry, idolatry, homosexuality, realms, realms. And this is just a very small list. That's barely probably even touching, touching the tip of the iceberg, so to say. Now this makes up this whole this this whole act here: idolatry, homosexuality, effeminism, lesbianism, excessive indulgence, whoredoms, whoremongering, and religious spirits. Especially, we can look upon the scene now upon you know the so-called church scene. There's been no depth of religious spirits in times past like they are now. If it's five years down the road, it's probably going to be quadruple the realm of religious spirits. Things that are saying that they, they are Christ, I'm over here, I'm over there, but they're not. Hallelujah. So these realms of fornication, idolatry, homosexuality, feminism, lesbianism, excessive indulgences, whoredom, whoremongering, religious spirits, and the abundance of her delicacies, 
the power of her luxury. So many people want to live in luxury, huh? Especially if I'm, if, if I'm hurting from cancer. I need to go to the pharmaceutical so, you know, I can alleviate that pain so I can sit back and, and, and still live with the luxury. Or, you know, something's going on in my mind. I, I just had a heck of a breakup with the family and this and that, and I've got to get all these drugs and all these alcohol. You know, i got to put it in my body. I've got to corrupt myself. I've got to defile, defile myself with all these things so that somehow, some way, I can enter back into the luxury of the world. And many of us knows that when we were in a former estate, when things, you know, got tough, things got hard, what we looked for, for relief. And we liked the, them luxuries back then, didn't we? So our lust and our desires and our mindly ambitions were always tamed and geared toward them luxuries. Sexual, whatever it may be, and doing this and doing that. All these luxuries. And I really, you know, can't enjoy all these luxuries, you know, if I'm sober. I've got to get me something of the world to, to impair my judgment and impair my thoughts, to get my mind off of this and my mind off of that. She has all her delicacies out there. And many people, even in this walk, I've seen them go many years. And then one delicacy presented unto them. And they're back out into the world. So she has an abundance of delicacy. We understand, you know, delicacies, you know, in, in physical sense, you know, like going to a bread store and see all the pastries and all the cakes and all the donuts, taking it and putting it in your mouth, it's just fresh baked and everything. Oh. That's a luxury in itself, huh? When something tastes good and you get satisfaction and everything with it, huh? But the luxuries of the world, we should not, as the people of Yah, be overcome with the abundance of our delicacy because it has power. She has a luxury. And, and, and our abundance of her delicacies brings people into wantonness, unbridled lust. You know, they can't even take hold on it. It just commands and, and, and forces them. Many of us being commanded and forces in our former life to do this and to do that. And we obeyed with no opposition, didn't we? It speak, we do, oh yeah. Go down there to the corner and get your dime back. But I think you know, sitting back in that luxury going, Come on, and many of us know it can. can. We even got uh, some young people here that have been seduced by that delicacy and they're no longer here no more. They'd rather live in that luxury, that temporal luxury. Temporal luxury, but instead of the luxury that is to come. I thank Yah for giving me six days to labor and to do all His work and all my work. 
Because I know some, some weeks, them weeks are hard. Heavy, I didn't get much sleep. So the Sabbath was made for man, huh? Mmm. So how much more them six days propel us to look for the seventh? Hallelujah. 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 Wantonness, unbridled lust, excess, outrageousness, shamelessness. These people that are out there uh, calling themselves this and calling themselves, I don't identify as a human. I identify as a, a toad frog or I identify, yeah, or a barn owl or a barn swallow or something. And they have no shame in it. They'll sit up there with bold face and say, yeah, that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're under the abundance of her delicacy. Drunk with the wrath of the wine of her fornication. And this insolence, insolence, rude and disrespectful behavior, and being insultingly overbearing. Trade off, huh? Go here and buy these pastries and get to get involved in all these delicacies. And then and this is the result. This is my yield. This is my harvest. When we were out there in the world, everything we planted, the harvest was ruined, huh? Everything come and ate it. Choice, thanks of Yah. Choice. I call heaven and earth, heaven and earth, to record this day against you. So they are witnesses of heaven and earth while we're on this earth. Earth is, earth is there taking note of what we're doing. Yeah. You see the earth fighting back too. Got snow in Saudi Arabia and we just got weather patterns and earthquakes and all kinds of just elemental disasters going on. Do you know why this whole creation groaneth and travaileth together until now? Because it's under corruption. The children of this world, the children of disobedience are reigning over it. And it and the creation hates it. The creation loathes it. They want it, they want it to be delivered into our hands, the sons of Yah. Because we know we have the law, the precepts, and the commandments to how to take care of it and not exploit it and not rape it and, and to not prostitute it, not to whore it as the world is doing now. Everything is being placed under whoredoms. They want everything defiled. No wonder the Most High uh, at this, in the time and in the hour, He's going to burn it with fervent heat because it's going to need to be burned with fervent heat because of the, how saturated it is with wickedness and corruption and iniquity down to its very atom. That I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you, you, life and death, blessing and cursing. And he says to you, child of God, you choose life. Please choose life. 
choose life. God wants showing you out there one form of life. But come here, let me show you the life. Who said he is the truth, the way, and the life? I've said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. Why do you need to choose life? That both you and your seed may live. Hallelujah. See, even in that, that gives us a hope. An everlasting hope. That the people of Yah even though, you know, temporarily we're on this earth and we die and we have children, it's still continuing on. If they continue on in His Word, in His statutes, His commands, and His precepts, have you actually died? Have you? You see, in this time, in this hour, that, that families no more, very few are leaving inheritances for their children. When from the beginning that was commanded to do so. Even from the beginning, us as the children of Yah, Yah Himself was laying up inheritance for us. Even while we were yet in our sin, there was inheritance being laid up for us. Christ, Yeshua, Messiah, on the cross, dying for us. Uh, he said in Hebrews, I and the children which Yah hath given me. And I still look at this today and I say, that is the definition of Hebrew. The children of Yah. Not because of my outward adornment, but it's because of my inward adornment. <laughs> Hallelujah. My adornment of the Spirit. How I live true life. How I speak life. How I promote life. How I love my brother and love my sister. Not my love that I'm doing this with, but I have learned love from the creator of all things. He created love. He knows what love is. And because he loves to the extent of it, we can read the annals of love that He commended toward us that while we were yet sinners. Because He wants us to live. Deuteronomy 13, 20, that thou mayest love to live. you got to live to love. Yahweh, thy Elohim, and that you may obey His voice and that you may cleave unto Him. For He is your life. He is the length of your days. Why? That you may dwell in the land which Yah swear unto thy fathers. And He's given us land. He's, he's causing this thing, communities, to come about. So that, you know, these, these lands that He has given us, that we will not pollute them as our ancestors did. 
the land in which Yah swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 21 and 8. And unto this people thou shalt say, Thus saith Yah, Behold, I set before you the way of life, and I also set before you the way of death. Now, how complicated is that? That is so simple, huh? So simple. Choose life, choose death. If any of us knows what the choice of death is, we have this testimony in us. We have this experience in us. Set before you the way of life and the way of death. God's people have a history of communion with spirits other than the Holy Spirit. And this is sad. That's why we have so much drama going on in Israel. Even when I'm in iniquity and transgression and whatever, when I find that state where I have fallen short, I'll ask myself, where did I not hear? When, when did I quit hearing? And this is the fear of Yah in me that, that, that propels me. I've got to get back to cleaving to my Yah. I know even far this far in my life, in my walk, that He is my life. I've got to stay attached to the vine. I want to be a branch. Because on the branch... Fruit is born. On the branch, fruit is made. But everything that goes in that fruit comes from the vine. And that vine's got to reach down with its roots into what it's planted in to nourish that fruit. <coughs> so simple. So simple. So simple that he teaches us when we're out there digging in the earth and the scripture comes to you, you know, I'm breaking up fallow ground. And, and my, my, my row is not straight, so i got to make my row straight. Sit back. Oh, yeah, it's ready, it's ready. Get my seed bag. Bend over and start planting the seed. Okay, this goes. Over it up. i got to go get some water. Okay, water it. Water it. Come out the next day, water it. I see nothing yet. Water it. Next day, water it. Seven days, 14 days down the road, all of a sudden, boom, life. Coming up. That's not what I planted. I knew the packet said cucumber, but when I looked at this little seed, it doesn't look like no cucumber. But I put it into the earth, you know, I did. I did the obedient way. I did it according to the statutes, commandments, and precepts of how to plant it. And I water it, and then I'll just let go, and I subject the same in hope, and Yah gives the increase. Hallelujah. And as a good husband, man, I'm sitting there watching the plants. I'm watering them day by day. They're getting stronger, getting taller, but they're still... Nothing on them. And then a month or two down the road, I notice, oh, they got something different on them. Oh, that's a flower. That's a flower. Wow. 
you know, and all that time before they got the flower, you know, I sit there and be held, and boy, these things, they withstood this hail storm, and they withstood this lightning storm, and there was a frost that come down across the land, but, oh, my, my precious plants, they're still standing. Hallelujah. So as a good husband, man, you know, I'm rejoicing, you know, and giving thanks to the Most High God. And they continue to grow stronger and taller. Next thing is not one flower, it's two flowers, three flowers, four flowers. And I see these little helpers going from plant to plant. Next thing you know, the flower's gone. I'm like, oh no, something's wrong with my plant. When I look closer and there's something in place of that flower. Something a little start, a little, little small ball there. So I go and next day it's a little bigger. Next day it's a little bigger, and I'm like, wow, this thing's bearing fruit now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm wiping the sweat off my brow, and I'm thankful, you know, that, that God's given me the increase. And three months down the line, I see, oh, now they change color. Oh, they're right. They're ready to be eaten. Hallelujah. No, I, 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 I like my crop. I'm going to take me a bite and eat of it. I'm going to be a first partaker of my labors. Hallelujah. But there's more here than I need. I've got family here. Oh, here, family. There, family. Here, brother. Here, sister. See, we're getting ready to come upon a feast day, and it's all, it's all metered around agriculture. So we're getting ready to go into the time of planting. And vice versa, as you know, the feasts are laid out in the in the, the plan of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we have a history of communion with spirits other than the Holy Spirit. Sad. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Pastor was talking about this morning, you know, do we do we ever hone in on the things that tempt us? And even more that, the thought that enters into our mind before the actual temptation does. Are we keeping eyes at the gate? Because many times things that trigger these spirits sometimes are words. Sometimes they are beyond words, they're experiences. Something can happen across the way with two people. And then a flashback of a memory happens. You know, it's just there. Next thing you're acting as though you would not. Because we didn't take notice of what triggered your response now, now you're involved in this situation. You're involved in this anger. You're involved in whatever it may be. We could have went back a few steps and say, okay, when did this enter in? What was this trigger that brought this about? Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world. Nobody's exempt. It's going to try them that dwell on the earth. But every man is tempted 
When he is drawn away of his own, what? When all of a sudden his life has something, you know, to, to want. And enticed. And the servant of Yah, servant of the Lord, must not strive, but be gentle all to men, apt to teach patience. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. And how many times we find ourselves opposing ourselves? And they don't even have to have a demon involved. The opposition to self sometimes will actually give place to the devil for his spirit to come in. Because he's sitting there watching. You know, he's sitting there watching your every move, hearing your every word. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves is Yah peradventure will give them repentance to the what? Acknowledging of the truth. And acknowledging of the truth will bring you to a place of repentance. We find ourselves opposing ourselves. One thing that's beautiful, that's wonderful about the children of Yah, we have an advocate with the Father. Oh, yes, we do. But our advocate can be lost if we don't acknowledge the truth. A lot of people, you know, the light has come unto them and shown their wicked way, their transgression. And they rather live and stay living in that transgression, staying in that darkness, rather than acknowledging the truth. That's why repentance flees far from them. Why repentance probably... Left Esau. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. And his snare is who are taken captive by him at his will. His will is a snare. Acknowledging the truth to recover yourselves instead of opposing yourself. Because we got this Hasatan opposing Yah, and this Hasatan don't even know that he's opposing himself. So what inroads and in ways and in gatherings must he do to get you to act out his will? That fear, that ungodly fear that is upon you, could it be Satan's fear? Satan's envy? Satan's jealousy? If he has a will, either the will of Yah, choose you this day who you will serve. If you serve life, will serve the will of Yah. Choose death, will serve the will of Satan. Simple. Do I need uh, books written on this? And the conception of one thought. It's, it's amazing how one thought can just dishevel a whole world. It can, it can, it can kill a whole world of people. A whole world of long-suffering. A whole world of gentleness. One thought. Just like this. They're in the realm of conception. you got one from a woman 
One cell from a woman. One cell from a man. Amazing, only one can penetrate. And once the one penetrates the sperm with the ovum, the egg, something unique takes place. The sperm dies and the egg dies. They die unto themselves. That's one cell, and that's one cell. Now once they are joined, the two having 23 instructions of one, 23 instructions of other, when they are joined, they have instructions to make one. See, it's that simple, even in creation itself. It teaches you many things. You can, you know, even you see so many male cells around the one. Only one is allowed to enter in. But you can see how many are vying to become one with that. This is the what the Greek calls the word of Yah, called it sperma. Once the word is inside you, he that is born of Yah does not commit sin because the seed remains in him. Yah cannot sin. He is one. Just as these two, you know, Starting the very conception of life, it took two to make one. And even before that, the, the man and the woman had to come together to become one. And to become naked one before the other. Before this act, this communication takes place. The covenant is formed first and then this is the fruit of that covenant. Then when lust hath it brings forth what? Sin. And sin, when it is finished, when it comes to full term, has brought forth, choose you this day whom you will serve. Romans says, what fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to Yah, servants to God, you have your fruit unto what? Fruit. Fruit, a yield, huh? A yield, a yield. Something must be planted first. There is a work, there, there, there is a concept, there is, there is a way to bring forth fruit. If all those things ain't done in order, no fruit. But now me and me, pray from sin and being servants to Yah, you have your fruit unto holiness and your fruit and the end everlasting life. Fruit, 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 fruit.
everlasting life. Many of us have tasted of temporal life. We love it. Because the more and more you, more you stay in this walk, more and more you stay in the love of Yah, the more you love His life. You do. And Paul said it so eloquently, if I just may know the fellowship of his suffering. Now, I think of that many times, I'm like, wow. Why did he suffer? Because he loved us. Loved us. Loved us. Because you know, many times Paul knows that he persecuted the assembly that he's now part of. You know, that was in his mind. You know, that was part of that shadow man of his past. I wish I bring him through that for that time present, the appointed time. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Yah is what? Wages. All these terms in commerce, huh? Buying and selling. Hmm. Wages of sin is death, but the gift of Yah is eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. Because the tongue, it is a fire. You know this woman sits among many tongues, right? Tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, our hands, our feet. Things that are being spoken, they don't even have to be spoken this way. That it defileth the what? Whole body. And sitteth on fire the course of nature. And is set on the fire of hell. The tongue can be that bad? Yes. He's talking about the tongue thing that's been spoken in us. How many of us really take to account what's going on? Not really more so what's being said out of here, but what's taking place first in the heart before this thing is able to bring it into the temple. Now this fallen angel found out, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? What did what? Weaken the, where's that word again? Nation. Right. And there was nations, probably up in Shemai. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Because that state when he was up there with the Most High, when he was in good standings and he was created, they called him my Lucifer, huh? Light bearer. And when he fell, he no longer was called Lucifer, was it? You know, it started being called by his nature the Hasatan, which did us weaken the nation. And we see in our time and our hour how the nations buy the woman riding the beast. 
how through her corruptness, through her delicacies, through her adulteries, through her fornication, how she is weakening this world. But who is the progenitor of that weakening? Why? For he has said in his heart. Where did he say it? He didn't say it, you know, with his mouth. He said it within himself. We got to understand that the only being in existence ever can hear our thoughts and know our thoughts as Elohim. Unless we speak it, unless we act it. If our life is hid within Christ in Yah, then how can He touch it? You have said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of Yah. And He says, I now will sit also upon the mount of the congregation of us. in the sides of the north. In this network of Jezebelic spirits seek to steal, kill, and to destroy your life, marriage, family, and even the ministry. We should never forget what happened at the beginning. The serpent came to the woman that came out of the side of man. Messiah was pierced in his side when he was upon the tree. Wonder why that piercing took place. And because of that piercing and everything that took place on the tree. Hello, wife. We came out. And here we are at the end time. And Satan still desires to come to the woman. You know what works in the beginning? That man, if I can do it that simply in the beginning to my subtlety, hey, let's, let's end this thing with the same thing. Please ask this wisdom tells us the preacher the thing that hath been it is that which shall be and that which is done is that which shall be done there is no new thing under the sun s u n how about that temporal thing out there ever labors and everything done in this temporal life i know that please ask this 3:14 Whatsoever Yah doeth, it shall be forever. For his life always appertains to everlasting. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And Yah does it, that men should fear before him. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. In that which has been is now. And that which is to be hath already been. 
and it is, and Yah requires that which is past. What is written? It's that simple, huh? I am referring to the assembly of Messiah, his bride. And it's indicative that the first man, Adam, was of the earth. Second Adam came as a quickening spirit. And what come out of the man? Eve was pretty much of the earth. And now since we've come out of our man, our Savior, our Master, Christ Jesus, Know what I'm going to say. <laughs> we are the quickening Eve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're learning the two becoming one. Now, it's even prophesied in Ezekiel of the two branches becoming one Israel and Judah joining. Satan will go to extreme measures to destroy, subvert, confuse, distort the order of God. The order. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. The head of Christ is Yah. You see what's going upon this earth now. Even, I think, from the 50s probably even more far back the blasphemies that went out to remove the father out of the family and because you have fatherless homes we see you know the rise of the feminists homosexuality lesbian and whatever it may be just you know pivoting on the fact that the order of Yah has been dispersed, it, it has been corrupted, it has been defiled. And because this has been sown, that has been reaped. Because that, that has went to market and been purchased, then this, this is the product thereof. Yah, Messiah, man, woman, child. This is the full covenant. This is the full covering. Why he talks about being covered so much. If everything is in this order, it still all falls under this head right here. He has the power to sustain all these. He has the power to sustain man and provide the man all he needs because Yah supplied Messiah with all that he needs. Then he, you know, as a good husbandman, supplied it to us, the males. And because we have received from Yah, now we can give to the woman. And because we're still in all this, we have security, we have confidence, we have faith. We have a sure ground. And then the very end result is the child that is produced out of all this. And the cycle continues. Because one day this child may be, man, this child may be a woman. 
But if you're out there in the world and you don't want to identify as a man, you don't want to identify as a woman, what is that saying? Well, that's some blasphemies, huh? Satan's desire is to have all fathers. We understand when he was our father in times past. Now, we as the children of Yah, we understand who is the real father, who is the good father. Hasatan, he left us, he abandoned us, he left us orphaned. But Yah said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is a promise. That is a promise. Satan desires to have all fatherless, and that can, that can transcend many, many areas. Because either he hates us because our father is Yah, so he desires, since we're the habitation of the Father, <laughs> he wants to remove us from under that cover, from under that headship. He wants us headless, not covered. You know, Satan, being as corrupt as he is, being headless, he has to ride this seven-headed beast. And we know even in, that, in, in, in the Word, even them seven heads can't even agree. Malachi, behold, last day I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of God. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Now, it is a beautiful thing going on with the word that the Most High is getting the mind of the true fathers to be uh, us men to be true fathers, to start having our hearts toward the children. The restoration of all things is at hand. Again, the church, the, the tabernacle of David is being rebuilt where true praise, worship, and honor is being reared up again. And the true headship is being restored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, saints. amazing thing read all the time of seed time and get into the end of it of harvest we're about to get into the feast of seed time then we end it with the harvest getting his people together that we will tabernacle at you know the end is the feast of tabernacle
mean, before that tabernacling takes place, there is a sound of a trumpet going out. <laughs> Feast of trumpets, you know, loud. Hey, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now the bride has got to make herself ready. Now we enter into atonement. We get ourselves clean, we wear our white, we get pure. And because of the order, we reap the harvest of entering into tabernacles. Hallelujah. 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 The beautiful thing. Seed time, then we go to the place of Pentecost where the Spirit is indwelled. We are the planting of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the good husbandman. Our cleaving will pay off in that day. Suffering of this present time is not compared to what shall come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The dividends of walking right, living life, his life, rightly, is eternal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, saints. Well, praise Yah. Bless Yah. For entering into his rest. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're in something that was created for us. We, we thank you, God, you know, that you're mindful of us. Well, hallelujah. 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 Let us stand and be thankful. Hallelujah. Ah, bless Heavenly Father, in what name is you. We thank you for all things. We thank you for life and everything that is abundantly going with it, most high. Let us continue. Let us be strong in the power of thy might. We will take on the day's labors, the day's spirits, whatever may behold us. We will stand strong. We are the people, your people. We are your children. We will enter always into your victories. Thank you for all things, Most High, and commend all things again into your care. In the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Amen. Bat Shalom, saints. <laughs>